0: What's up, guys? You guys have been asking for some more information on the positions that Ball, the aerospace technology company, is offering, and we got that for you. Their golden plant is looking for production technicians. You can read the full description and apply at jobs.ball.com, but what a production technician does exactly is this is a position on the front line of the aluminum beverage can production process at Ball's Plants. The company offers a competitive $27.39 per hour with of course, potential for increase at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. It also offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant. And the production technician role touches on the other stages of production, making aluminum cans and ends. And you really see those aluminum cans everywhere. If you go to Ball Arena, if you go to Folsom, if you go to CU Event Center, if you go to Mile High, you are seeing the cans that Ball is making. And we have friends and family who work at Ball who truly enjoy their experience there. So we definitely recommend just checking it out. Text GOLDEN to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for the word GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for the word GOLDEN. Let's start the show, guys.
2: Nobody out. Three and two on
3: Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey
0: breaking through.
3: Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Guy.
0: He has done
2: it
3: again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dom. Two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Krubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me.
0: Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Two rod, home run. Trevor Story. Lock. Hands on. Touchdown. 2 for Sudden.
2: Got it! Oh, man! That's from way downtown. And the Blue Arrow is flying at Pepsi Center. Score! It's too good to be true.
0: Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery, our favorite brewery here in Colorado, and honestly, the best brewery in the world. If you are looking to check out some Breck brews, you can do so at the DMVR bar. We've got eight beers on tap, and you can also go on their website to their Breck brew locator, beer locator, and you can find out where you can buy some Breck brews near you. They are the absolute best. You should drink an avalanche while watching the avalanche tonight. Uh, I'm your host, Al. Monroy, and with me today, I have Nathan Rudolph. Which, whoa, weird. I didn't like saying. I didn't name even like know that. who
1: that was. I was like <laughs> Nathan.
0: I was like, whoa, my brain.
1: <laughs> it's Nathaniel Alley. Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Yeah.
0: Nathaniel. It's
1: not. <laughs> okay. For the purposes of the bit. Nathaniel.
0: <laughs> I am here with Rudo, there we go, vote, Henry Chisholm, and Patrick Lyons. And today's episode is all about the fan questions. I went into the DNVR uh, lounge or Discord channel to ask you guys what you wanted us to talk about today. So we've got some some sports questions, So we've got some interesting tourist questions in Colorado. Uh, and then we have some food takes, so it should be a good one. Let's start off with the most important important question that i got from silver buff silver buff can henry's life advice become a blog henry your thoughts
4: yeah i think it could i think if the answer the question is could i think the answer is yes i mean (laughs) i don't really have a a, i i could i couldn't go about starting a blog you could i i don't think i could (laughs)
0: Uh, For people who don't know, on the tailgate, our Sunday morning show, Henry now has a segment called Ask Henry, and he'll tell life advice. So it's Dr. Dr. Henry. Um, So people have been asking him some life questions that go from how should I cook my pasta to how do I tell my girlfriend this and that it's been an interesting segment for sure, but the people love it. So Henry, what if someone helped you set up a blog?
4: I mean, sure. I mean, if people have (laughs) questions, I'll answer questions. Like just, just ask me the questions and I've got, I've got
1: one for you for anyone who hasn't seen the tailgate. I, I need some life advice. So Henry, my parents are going to be moving from New Jersey to Colorado Boom. It's in the works. They've got mm-hmm. a realtor. They're they're looking in the area now. How close do I want my parents living to me? That's I mean, a good question.
4: moved to New Jersey. Like if they're trying to sell their house, it sounds like there's there's something open there. Like maybe you just get get away.
0: So you're saying Patrick you moved to New Jersey and buy his parents' house.
4: It seems like it'd be convenient, right? If, you're both, <laughs> if they're looking for a house, you're trying to find a house, then all of a sudden you don't have to deal with them being
1: too close? We're not doing a good job of selling this blog. Um, <laughs> no, this, no advice- this is exactly the,
0: the type of advice that Henry gives on, okay. the, on the Oh,
1: all right. It's on brand. All right so 2,000 miles is what you're saying. If they come to Colorado, yeah. I got to go to New So 2,000 miles. All right.
4: Gotcha. I think so, right? Like, you don't want to have to be talking to it, just it just brings a bunch of problems that are not yours into your Careful, world. Henry. They, they're your parents I, yeah. probably listened to. Them. I was gonna say,
0: Dean <laughs> and Penny's Canada. hearts are probably broken. They know they can never move out here, or else Henry will just move back to Montana if they were to try to move out. Here. I
1: should have prefaced this by saying, I have a good relationship with my parents, so <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like, an really, important detail. Like,
4: Do you want them just, like, showing up, though? It just opens a can of worms when they're close. Like, maybe you're in Boulder. Maybe they're in Denver or Fort Collins or, like, Pueblo
1: or something. So we're thinking 30 to 45 minutes. Or maybe 45 is probably better, yeah? You just don't want to be too convenient. You don't want it to be like the Barones on Everyone Loves Raymond just popping over for breakfast. Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah, No, you just don't want to be stuck saying no too often.
4: Like, when there they have a plan, go. like, once a week or every other week, then you can be like, yeah, okay. But when it's every night, it's like, oh, hey, we got the Nuggets on. Want to come watch? It's like, you just don't okay. want to be put in that position.
1: But ideally, you want to be <laughs> at least one state away. You want buffer of one state. Like, for example, Wyoming. That's You'd want at least Wyoming between you and your parents. Wyoming's a big state. Wyoming's a gross state. Okay, all right. Tune in more
0: on the tailgate. I'm going to cut this one a little short. (laughs) You got your answer. Uh, That is pretty much what you get on on the tailgate. But Henry has had a few shots at that point. So it's Mm -hmm. usually even more crazy life advice. Um, But let's dive in. With the Avs questions as they take on the Seattle Kraken tonight. Ruto, I'm going to start off with the first one. What player's performance have you been most impressed with so far this season?
3: It has to be Kadri, right? Dude has 16 points in 13 games. I mean, wow. he's he's playing like a true top-level player, and it probably won't last. It's, it's, it's a hot streak, let's be real, but... The Avs have won three games in a row without Nathan McKinnon, yep. and a lot of that is because of Nazem Gadry. So he is kind of carrying the team offensively right now, and something the Avs desperately needed. So props to him.
0: So the next question is, what player is the most important to the Avs with Nathan McKinnon out? Would that answer also kind be Kadri? Same kind of question. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I think. I mean, you could make an argument for maybe Devon Taves on the back end. Uh, the second he came back into the lineup, the Ev's defense was like, Oh, right, we're we're good at hockey. We remember. Uh, it's fine. We'll stop giving up goals now. <laughs> um, of course you can always pick Kemper too. Goalies yeah. matter.
0: Well, there you go. My next question for you. You're just leading into my <laughs> I got, question. I got
3: these memorized. Let's go.
0: <laughs> my question and my next question is how do you think the decision of going with Kemper over Grubauer Grubauer unfortunately will not be playing tonight for the Kraken that would have been a cool um dynamic to see but he won't be playing but how do you what do you think of the decision of Kemper and Grub so far this season
3: I mean look at how Grub has played and look at the fact that he's almost making six million dollars and it hurts a lot less that he's not with the abs anymore you put it that way um Kemper still settling in a little bit over the last six seven games it's really starting to look like he's figuring it out in Colorado so you're pretty happy with it he's got to keep it up and uh, as we say in the hockey world goalies are voodoo so you never know what you're gonna get with any goalie in particular but right now it looks like the Evs made the right decision when it comes to letting Grubauer go
0: what is going on with the Owls and their injuries? Nathan McKinnon, obviously out. Do we have any more update on him? Or is it still looking to be kind of that three-week timeline that Jared Bedner gave last week? And then JT Comfort is also now out.
3: Yeah, McKinnon, still three weeks to a month. Comfort's still week to week two. So no help on the forward side anytime soon. Um, on the back end, Bone Byram is skating again in a no contact. Oh, but, you know, hopefully the what we presume is a concussion because you know, when you get hit in the face, it's a concussion, but hopefully nothing too serious there. And he'll be back soon. It's, uh, it's getting ridiculous. How many injuries the abs have gone through this season. So they got to find hopefully a little bit of health here.
0: It honestly feels like it's every season. It
3: does feel like every season. the avs <laughs> do take season, a lot of go injuries through this stretch
0: but... that you're just like, Oh my God, what is happening? Yeah. It... Is it just it hockey? does
3: happen a lot. To a certain extent, yes. But this year in particular, they've yet to ice their full healthy lineup once. Not a single game have they had their entire starting lineup ready. They've been close a couple of times, but the other night against Vancouver was the first game where they didn't have someone actively get injured in the game in like two weeks. So
0: Wow. It,
3: it's been a struggle.
0: All right, my final Avs-related specific question is, what player do you think needs to step up their play?
3: Oof, uh, a lot of guys. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to take... Hmm... Tyson Jost on this one, mm-hmm. and it's not that Tyson Jost is playing poorly. I think he's doing a lot of things well, but with the injuries of the abs forward core, their bottom six just is not producing points by any stretch of the imagination, and you're not asking AHL call-ups to really produce very many points. It's just not realistic, but a guy down there who you kind of need to show up, especially on a night where you're not getting three points from Nazem Kadri, that's Tyson Jost. That's when he's got to show yeah. up and uh, and put a little bit of the weight on himself to get the job done.
0: Do the Avs win tonight?
3: I think they do. I Seattle is not very good. They're no a far cry from Vegas's first year. We'll put it that way.
0: Alright, we have a watch-along going on tonight on Playback, so definitely check that out. Rudo is going to be chatting during the game. Obviously, we've done a few of these watch-alongs before with the Avs community, and you guys absolutely love it. This time, it will be in a different system, not YouTube, um, so definitely be sure to listen in and uh maybe check social media um for that link and then of course pre-games and post-game shows which have been the best and jesse montano is actually out in seattle covering this game so pretty much the best coverage the best avalanche coverage around with all of those different elements to it plus that rain content um, okay We're going to do a joint question now. What is the one must-do touristy thing in Denver you should do with a few days to spare? Patrick, let's go with you first.
1: All right. Well, right off the bat, going to Boulder is great, but that's not Denver exactly, Yeah. so I won't say that. Going to Coors Field in the summertime, again, that's easy. Maybe a little too much on brand, but I, I would make a full day of it, start in the morning for some coffee and brunch in Five Points area. Crema, favorite coffee shop. I think they also serve Strava Craft coffee, which is delicious. And then nice. I would go to either the Denver Botanical Garden or the Denver Zoo. Those Gosh. those would be my must kind of things where you, you get to see the city a little bit. You're by the park. That 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 encompasses the whole thing for me. Hank, Henry, what was my answer? Yeah, Henry, oh, you yeah. lit
0: up with the zoo question. Yeah, the you told
1: my answer.
4: We, we all know where I was going to go. Yes, the uh, answer is you go to the zoo <laughs> And honestly, like, if that's not enough animals for you, there's this really cool exhibit at the uh, Nature and Science Museum right next door. It's about all of the slow animals. And so you got like sloths, you got chameleons, just all of the slow animals. But it it tells you like why they are slow, like why evolutionarily they wound up like this. And I actually.
0: about this this music well, exhibit really impressed you didn't it
4: no i still haven't been i'm trying to wait till the end so i can just try to come up with my own answers first and compare
3: would you say you're slow about getting to that exhibit i think i would
4: i think i might fit in they might <laughs> have oh to build me a habitat in there
0: oh my goodness vote <laughs> what is the go-to thing that you think most people in denver should do and let me say I, the easiest one is go to the dmvr bar to yeah, catch yeah one of the games of your favorite teams um, because it's honestly like, I know we're biased cause we love the bar, but it is such a fun place to watch abs nuggets, Broncos, Rockies, hopefully soon. We got some, we had some crazy games in there that were fun, um, but it's just, it's good environment, good people around. You're bound to run into someone you know through social media and has good food. So, all right, vote your turn.
2: Yeah. Well, you want to see a sport, a game, if you can. If you can't get a ticket, you want to do it at the DNVR bar. If there's no game you want to watch, uh, I'm gonna suggest what I find to be the staple of Colorado, more specifically Denver culture. Find a patio and drink. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Find a patio, order a beer, have you know it. It could be a backyard, but just get outside, drink a
3: cold beer, and relax, baby. That's what it's all about.
0: What about you, Ruto? What do you think?
3: Uh, does Red Rocks count as Denver? Nope. Because you got to go to Red Rocks if <laughs> well, you're even near it. But... I know
0: people can't see because this is an audio-only podcast, but I got this little mug from Starbucks that's a Denver mug. And let me tell you, it has Red Rocks on there, counting as Denver. Yeah, that counts. Uh, it it also has show. some beer, <laughs> so what vote said. Um, nice. It also has... The capital. It has some tents. It has this Queen City of the Plains. I I personally didn't know that. That's never what heard was that called. name
3: once.
4: Yeah. <laughs> if Starbucks says so,
0: <laughs> you know, if Starbucks said so. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. So no, it, it like also it's... says Pike's Peak, which that's not. That's definitely Denver. not Very
2: Denver. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but you know, yeah. if you are. Not sure about what to do when you go into a new city, go into a Starbucks, look at their mugs, and then <laughs> exactly. you'll know what to do the next couple of days.
0: This is Denver's an awesome
2: city Starbucks. to live in, but I think touristy, sort of what makes it awesome is all the things it's in proximity to, right? Yeah. Boulder, Red Rocks, you got to get out to the mountains. Otherwise, to be frank, you, you may be the trip. Why are um, you It's here? just incredible. you got to see it while you're here. So there's a lot. I mean, Denver itself is incredible, but also – Part of what makes it such a great city to live in is how easily you can escape to these really sort of different kind of touristy environments and, and get something different in your life. I, I love it. It's my favorite thing about Denver is, I mean, this the city gets me going. I'm not bored. I'm never bored, but you don't have to step too far out to just sort of feel like you've taken a whole trip and a whole adventure.
0: Totally. I think that the, the views are really cool um, to see the whole city and you get to do that at Coors Field. You get to enjoy a baseball game, drink a beer like you were saying, vote, and then just enjoy the views of the mountains and the cities. Same with that Mile High. Um, that's a really great place to go to to just kind of really embrace and see the culture of of Denver, at least so. We gave you a lot of options. You should definitely check those out. We're going to move into Nuggets specific questions now. Vote. Well, Denver's been struggling against Philadelphia teams. I'll just mm. leave it at that. They lost to the Sixers last night. Uh, they play the Bulls tonight, a back-to-back what are your thoughts on Denver's bench situation and what do they need to fix? Sometimes it feels like it's just Jokic out there um, in a game like yesterday, Jokic and will, um, but primarily just Jokic. I
2: mean, the bench is an issue. There's no doubt about it, but a big part of it is just that Jamal Murray has been hurt all year. Michael Porter jr. Has now missed significant time. Those are probably two of your top options in terms of staggering what that means. If you're not familiar Rarely do NBA teams play a full bench unit, five guys out there together um, and fully healthy. has said they would like to try to stagger more, keep one to two starters on the floor at all times. It's been very difficult with who's been hurt when they've been hurt. And there are some minor roster construction issues on, um, you know, no lack of a backup wing. They don't really have a backup center. So those things are kind of difficult right now. And I think until if, when Porter gets healthy, Jamal comes back, it's going to be sort of hard for Malone to find the optimal lineups. Having said that, guys, they just won five games in a row with yeah. this same roster, with this same <laughs> bench, and that includes missed time from Jokic, Barton and Porter. So last night was no fun. You don't want to try to put lipstick on a pig. They stunk. That's just the deal. But you don't need your magnifying glass to look for clues as to what went wrong there. They played a horrible game, and that that's hardly the state of the Nuggets right now. Um, it is a reality that they're going to have to scrape by some of these regular season games um, and, and the bench is going to have to be better than they've been. But Bo Tyland went score. He went over five from three over seven from the floor. PJ Dozier didn't hit a shot. I mean, even the guys who have played poorly can and have played better than they did against Philly. So burn that tape, move on. And, um, you know, until some guys get healthy, it's just going to be a bit of a, of a bumpy ride, you know?
0: Do you see them pulling out the win tonight against the Bulls?
2: I'm so, I'll say no because it's a back-to-back yeah. and they had nothing last night. But having said that, I mean it's I think anyone who's watched this team for the last few years not too surprised to see them lay an egg against a team they should absolutely beat. And I don't think any of us would be shocked if they come out against a good team in Chicago and all of a sudden they're playing good basketball again. It's just kind of they play up, they play down. It's just a bit of who yeah. they are, however frustrating that may
3: be. I and, have a question. Yeah, for sure. Have the Nuggets considered hiring the Jokic brothers as bodyguards?
2: <laughs> Did they considered hiring bodyguards because of the Jokic brother? I mean, <laughs> trying to keep those guys off the court during a conflict is quite the uh, <laughs> quite the task. Yeah, it's an interesting relationship, and um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's there are other teams around the league are are having to navigate something similar. Uh, I mean, they play the heat again. hyped about yes, that. Allegedly, they've bought courtside seats for that game. So we'll see. Oh, my um, goodness. I look, will. for the most part, I don't think. I think they recognize. I would hope they recognize there's more to hurt than help with their brother here in that situation. And I'm sure nothing will really come of that Miami game. But um, yeah, not two guys to back down the Jokic brothers.
0: Yeah, I I do think, though, that like a big it's not that they're just waiting for to get in a fight. Like the Jokic brothers protect their brother. That's all they're about. So if, they, if, well, yeah, if there were anything yeah. to happen to Jokic specifically, then they're going to defend their their family. That's it. Um so That's if it. if the game stays regular and nothing like heated happens, then I think it should be a fine game.
2: Yeah. I mean it's not really a a, a major concern, but those are some guys that um <laughs> like you said, they care about their brother and they're not afraid. They're they're not afraid of anyone
0: um going back to what you were saying before of just the ups and downs we've definitely know that with hockey and basketball it's a long season so there's going to be great stretches with wins like that five game win streak a three game win streak the abs are on right now but they're going to lose certain games it's going to be frustrating for the fan base but uh as long as they're continuing to be in playoff contention then that's what having a long season is all about
2: you know it's Just last year, the Nuggets started seven and seven, and I remember saying, "Well, if you look, you know, they're only a couple games out of the four seed. The season's young." And some folk push back with, "Well, they're they're the same distance away from the eleventh seed." And uh, like, look, man, they have probably the best player, in my opinion, the best player in the world, conservatively a top five player, and they are dealing with some with some injuries. But no team in the Western Conference has found a way to consistently win games at the rate the Nuggets have for the last three seasons. That's a fact. They're the only team to get a top three seed uh, in three of those four years. And so it'll be a little harder this year. It's going to be trying to keep their head above water until Porter comes back, if he comes back. And they're not going to look fully operational until Murray returns. And even then we have to see how healthy he looks. But in the meantime, Jokic is enough. They're nine and six. We just saw the worst of them. That's the taste that's in our mouth right now. I remain confident they'll win enough games. They'll keep their head above water. We might just have to, um, like I said, buckle up for some rough patches this year. It's just the way it's going to be. And those lineups are not going to look the way everyone wants uh, until some guys come
1: back.
0: All right, the next question I have here is, do you think Jokic has a shot at winning MVP again? What does he have to do um, for that to happen?
2: I mean, yes, absolutely, absolutely. The, the Nuggets are going to have to secure a top four seed, probably top three seed, especially given the way Steph is playing and the Warriors are looking. Repeat MVP is very hard. Yeah. It was hard enough. It seemed to get a consensus on Jokic last year, despite him clearly being the consensus MVP. So the odds are against him. I mean, if Steph and KD are in, you know, in the ballpark, they're going to get a lot of votes. Having said that, though, There is an easy narrative case here for Jokic with all the injuries, the way he's kept the team above water, the on-off numbers looking something like LeBron in Cleveland. It's at a certain point, if they keep winning games, he looks like an even better player than last year. So as far as what he can do, no doubt convincing the voters. That's always another question, but Draft he's in the King, conversation. He's already Draft, in the conversation.
0: DraftKings Sportsbook has him at plus 850 as the odds for him to win MVP. Obviously, like you said, Steph Curry plus 200, Kevin Durant plus 500. Yeah, and um, I
2: would drop, I would hop on those. Now I think those odds are only going to go up down. What's the term and the, whatever they're going to get worse for you as time goes on. I think, uh, and people go, oh yeah. Why did we not have him in this conversation? he he's jokic he's last year's MB, mvp and to be frank he looks he looks like a better player so
0: so go place those bets on draftkings sportsbook obviously there are a lot of fun bets that you can place on draftkings sportsbook why not Put some money on uh, Jokic to win MVP plus 850. Not too bad of odds for you to just uh, dabble a little bit in there. They also have uh, assists, rebounds, points that you can bet on on player props as well as, of course, the money line, the spread, the over uh, for some of these NBA games. They also have that for abs. I think, and for the NHL. I think my favorite abs bet is the shots on goal, Miko Rantanen. Pretty much always hits, though, so highly recommend checking that out. But, of course, the NFL is still going on, and they are offering something specifically for new users. uh, New customers who bet just $1 on either NFL team to score can win $100 in free bets when a team scores a point you score it's literally that simple they are handing you free money so check that out DraftKings sportsbook also finally has same game parlays there is obviously a love-hate relationship with same game parlays henry do you like same game parlays how do you feel about them
4: that's a good question i don't really think about whether i like them i know that i use them a lot yeah you do for a second i was going really really well bones highland was doing some big things for me um I've been a little bit colder recently. But, yeah, I I would say I like same-game parlays.
0: Well, there you go. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, which really, really makes it a lot more convenient than other apps. Don't forget to download the app today and use that promo code DNVR. Bet $1, like I said, on either team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score using that promo code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The holiday season is upon us, which means you're going to be spending some money. Travel, gifts, all that good stuff. So, Right now, you're going to want to save on what you can. And Mint Mobile is offering you a great deal. If you buy any three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton of money with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. I've been using Mint Mobile long before this holiday deal and I honestly got to tell you it's a perfect time to switch. Like I told you guys a few podcasts ago, I loved how easy it was. I didn't have to get a new number. I kept my same phone and all they did was just save me money. It's as simple as that. And this is the best offer that they've had in a while. So definitely check that out for a limited time only by any three month Mint Mobile plan and get those three months for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. That's mintmobile.com slash DNVR. One last question, um, nuggets wise, for you. Vote it is who's a player you need to see more from when they're on the court?
2: Uh, pick a bench player. Yeah. I, any of them, um, Jamichael green, Jeff green, who had a horrible game last night, even though he's fitting in well with the starters, PJ Dozier, who was supposed to have a breakout year. We haven't seen any signs of that. Um, I mean, granted, he's a victim of the, of a poorly constructed unit, just like everyone else. But the plan was for him to help buoy that unit and, uh, that that dynamic has not manifested. So, I mean, any of those guys, any of those guys really, and, Um, Michael Porter jr. Went healthy, of course, but now we know not only is he hurt Austin Rivers told us recently, he's been playing hurt all year. So Mm -hmm. at least, at at least there's some explanation perhaps to his slow
0: start. All right. We have a rank the following food take. I haven't had three of these options. So I really feel like I can't very much participate in it, but rank the following. We're going to start with you, Henry in and out five guys, Freddy's. What a burger and uh culvers, how do you say that?
4: Culvers. Culver's yeah. there you go. So I've only had Freddy's and five guys. To me, five guys doesn't even belong in this tier. Like it's not it's like a step above. Agreed. Like it's it's more comparable to like a red robin. And because of that, like it is it is much, much better than uh Freddy's. I will say though that I will be willing to rank the others just based on what other people say. <laughs> there we go. Um and we're going to go Whataburger and then Culver's and then In and Out, oh. um, just based on like who says that they like the <laughs> the things, and based on those people, I think that I trust the ones who say Whataburger, <laughs> then Culver's, then then
3: In and Out.
0: All right, Rudo, you're shaking your head.
3: No, Culver's is dead last by a lot. Really? The Butterburger. Yeah. What? It's not close. It, oh. it, In and out is one. Wonder Burger is two. Uh, Freddy's is three.
0: Five Guys is four.
3: Five Guys is overrated.
0: Oh my <laughs> You're god! Crazy.
3: It's not that they're bad. It's just that people hype up Five Guys so so much, and it's good, but it's not like this amazing burger.
0: See, I feel like it's the. I feel like In and Out is hyped up so much that it really depends on the location you go to. There's so many factors. In n Out is a two-dollar burger, so you're getting what you're paying for. Five Guys can be up to a fourteen. Like it's like a <laughs> fourteen-dollar burger. It, it, and you're getting that high quality no, of a burger. No, out you're is you're not isn't a lying
1: to anybody. All and right?
3: In-N-Out knows what it is. What did, uh, Five Guys is like? You, I want a gourmet burger, and that thing's just another fast food burger. With oh they fill the bag with fries is their big selling point. Like, if,
4: if we're talking like value, then yeah, Five Guys isn't up at the top. But in terms of just the quality of the burger compared to those other bur- like Five Guys is
3: still. I don't the best. agree. I don't According
1: don't agree. to my burger algorithm, I do have Five Guys at fifth place
3: on this list that's that's my man right there (laughs) $15
1: hamburger I I don't need to be consulting with
0: it's $15 because it's a double patty with a bunch of stuff in it like it's like there's a lot of reasons to it like an in-and-out burger is two like two patties and some secret sauce animal sauce and then that's it like of course it's going to be a three dollar burger
1: Allie, I'm sorry if in-and-out also the quality me, of the
0: products.
1: But it's amazing. In-and-out, number 1, number 2, Freddy's. It's Colorado's version of In-N-Out burger. Culver's, I enjoy. What a what a burger I had once and it was okay. It was good. I, I liked it. I need to give it more another shot. But Five Guys is number 5. That's what the five stands for in Five Guys. It's fifth.
0: Vote, give me your takes. You were also shocked about Five Guys being last there, so.
1: Uh, yeah, I have um
2: I have Five Guys One here. Yes, I have not had dinner. Freddy's or Culver, so I can't speak to that. Uh, five Guys burger In and Out. In and Out's whatever. I like the shake and some of the fries, animal style, or whatever, but the burgers just. The burger is like. just a
0: burger. Like yeah. I I sure. don't mind In-N-Out. I know there's some people at our company who have strong strong opinions on In-N-Out and not liking it. Like, yeah, I mean Adam,
2: I- Adam is morally opposed to a fact <laughs> to it, but I just think it's mid. That's really it.
0: Yeah, if we're going to eat it, then I'm like, sure, I'll have In-N-Out if that's like the only option. Uh, what a burger? I always thought it was Waterburger. I told Henry this when we saw it first in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't even know the correct name of it for a long time until recently. So, because in Waterburger sounds like Waterburger. Well, Do you know those both sound exactly the same?
4: I don't I mean, know. No, okay. no. I've
0: I'm got 5 Guys on one, 1, 5 Guys 2. Or I've got 5 Guys 1 in and out 2 and then I've never had the other 3. So well,
1: Clearly Ali and Vote have made very good investments uh, in cryptocurrency in order to have 5 Guys as number 1 and and good for you both. Good for you both. Like,
4: Again, yeah, I'm not saying like that's where I'm going because that's a very different conversation because it's still like a $15 meal, but in terms of just the burger, the food, it is the best. You know what the my number one burger is, besides the Wagyu Burgers at DMVR
2: Bar, which is a oh, given? Yeah. Yep. Um, it really is about bar burgers to me. Have you guys ever been to Candlelight? Dude, mm-hmm. the $5 late night Candlelight Burger is a revelation. So I just strong recommend that. Um, so I think sometimes a lot of these burger-specific joints, they just don't do it for me. It's just not very yeah. good.
0: Yeah, Ryan is very opposed to getting a burger at a restaurant because he's like, oh, I could probably make it the way I want to eat it better at home. Um, that's why Atomic burger, I believe in golden, um, got the best ranking out of all the food rankings that Brandon and Eric went to, um, Mm. because you customize your own burger, um, always support local. So definitely check that out. Um, rather than uh, these other guys. So, all right, next question. I didn't realize that was going to be such a controversial one with this group. I've got, who is a player that if you met another fan, they also appreciated said player you know they're a real fan. So an example of this that was given by Hamburgler was for Nuggets, it would be Will Barton or Juancho. Let me know if you need me to repeat the question.
1: All right, for Rockies fans, and again, it, don't, it might depend on your age. So from the 90s, if you're big on John Vanderwall, that's hardcore right there. <laughs> yeah, 2000s. Kaz Matsui has big following. wasn't around. Mm-hmm. Was around about a season and a half.
4: Maybe that's I am a Rockies fan. The that, secondary, I wasn't so sure.
1: <laughs> Jordan Pacheco from the early 2010s, and then more recently Tony Walters, and right now mm-hmm. Remel Tapia, Carlos Estevez. That, that's who it's got to be if we're going to see eye to eye on the hardcores.
0: All right, Rudo, what about for the Avs?
3: Oh man. Name any player that's not on the top line or tail the like, car and I think you're in.
0: <laughs> I feel like uh, fans would say that, like, if you're a fan of Tyson Jost, then you're like a fan of this Avs organization because of how long Tyson Jost has been on the team and just like the cult love for Tyson Jost is strong.
3: Yeah, EJ too, probably would yeah. be a big, uh, big fan favorite. Logan O'Connor starting to build up that reputation a little bit. So. Those are That's good Ryan. good answers.
0: Loco, Loco is Ryan's fave, uh, and then also I feel like Gravy Train, uh, Ryan Graves before yeah. would have been a good one for that. Not anymore. Yeah, he, uh, he was are- also
3: hip with the ladies, though. All the ladies loved Graves. So,
0: vote. How about for the Nuggets? Would you say you would you say Will Barton right now?
2: Uh, watchers a great pick. Will Barton? Yeah, I mean every. Even, like, casual Nuggets fans know who Will Barton is, but a lot of them don't like Will Barton, whereas the Mm -hmm. hardcore fans love him. Wancho's a great one. Jameer Nelson, who was only here briefly, but I just feel like people really liked him in the Jokic era. Tori Craig, Thomas Welsh. just kidding, but that's for me. (laughs) Lafayette Chanchar. And then how about this take? Gary Harris, who was once a core piece and probably too good and too important to fit into this conversation is now in Orlando, one of the worst rotation players in all of basketball, really sad. And probably has more fans still in Denver than he does in Orlando. Now I think Gary is aging into cult hero status as opposed to just a quality player. And at one point, you know, a face of the core.
0: Henry, what do you think for Broncos?
4: Ooh, for Broncos. I was thinking CU. Um, Broncos. I mean, I feel like Kendall Hinton's one. He's kind of like a Colt fan favorite. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, I anytime uh, he scores, you're like, hell yeah, that's awesome. So I, I totally yeah, think because it doesn't like happen that
4: very often. Um, <laughs> hey, he's
0: had I think two touchdowns. This I think year. he might have
4: two. Yeah, which is yeah, not something any of us could have seen coming. But. uh, on he top played of that, as
0: QB last like, season. I feel like as scoring two touchdowns as a wide receiver, you're like, hey.
4: Oh, yeah. Quinn Miners. I think he's kind of like that Colt favorite, mm. the belly. Um, yeah, that's somebody comes up and is like, yeah, Quinn Miners, he's so dope. And then you're like, okay, I can actually talk about the Broncos with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you have one for Buffs? Since you were thinking uh, Buffs. Oh,
4: yeah. Um, that's a tough one because right now, like, they just have big names all over the offense, all like the skill positions. Because like Brady Russell has like been there forever. You've got Brendan Rice, and maybe you pull out like Montana Limonius Craig, the receiver, um, caught like the game time touchdown, but has it done like a a whole lot, young guy? It's a it's a tough time right now yeah. at CU for that.
0: Yeah. All right, we're going to move on quickly then from that. Um, How exciting is it to have a real F1 championship fight in a season where more Americans are starting to watch it? Rudo, you take this one away. Let's
3: go, Team Max, baby. It's time to dethrone Lewis. Everybody's over Lewis Hamilton winning everything. Get gone, Lewis. We're done. We're done here with you. Uh, It's great. It's... It's fun to see races that actually matter. Usually by this time in the season, the championship is locked up and no one cares about anything. So I'm hyped that, that the U.S. is starting to get more into uh, F1 and might even be uh, some more races coming to the United States in the next couple of years. So looking yeah, forward like- to more speed.
0: I feel like the documentaries that have come out of F1 um there's more shows coming out like it's really allowing uh people who might not have understood it or been fans of it to understand the sport in a, a cooler way I feel like.
3: Yeah, definitely Drive to Survive was a was a huge one and I I had followed the sport when I was younger a little bit but Drive to Survive definitely got me back into it so
1: so there's it's, only th- there's only three races left. Is does Verstappen have enough to, to overtake or well to keep his lead over Hamilton? It's,
3: it's gonna come down to the wire. We're gonna we're gonna see. The next couple of races are gonna be desperately important to <laughs> between Max and Lewis, basically, is the two fighting for the actual championship. I don't I'd have to check the standings for the constructors championship, but I think Red Bull can still do it. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Anyway.
1: I like the Dutch Wunderkind. Yeah, he's going to get it done. (laughs)
3: Everyone but AJ is Team Max, okay?
0: (laughs) Uh, And uh, you probably, AJ and Ruto went down to the DMVR bar the other day to watch a race. So definitely listen to their podcast to see if they're going down to um, the bar to catch another one and join in. Because those are always fun. Fun ways to go to the bar is like to have a purpose to go. Um, It
3: gets hard to watch at the bar when they're racing in Qatar and Dubai. But yeah.
0: Yeah, well yeah that would make sense um this next question i'm a bit confused about rate the denver sports team's superstar players by banana value is that a video game thing
3: i i I feel like that's an aj question yeah i don't know i don't know if that's a
0: video game thing or if i think that's an andre thing because andre simone loves eating bananas um I really I don't know that one. I'm sorry that we can't answer it. I have no idea what that means.
1: Charlie right. Blackman, two and a half bananas and one plantain. I think I got that right.
0: There you go. <laughs> um, all McKinnon right. Cannon
3: is banana pants. Jokic is banana shirt. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is banana hammock.
0: <laughs> I don't know,
3: I don't know what reference. Charlie Blackman would be. <laughs> I like it. Banana oh beard. That can be Charlie.
0: <laughs> um okay we're gonna move on to some rocky specific questions um patrick the rockies just uh extended elias diaz to a three-year deal worth 14.5 mil how are you feeling about that move
1: yeah i think it was a nice sign he only had one year left before getting into free agency. And so uh, I, I think because Dom Nunez, who's the backup catcher, you know, might not have shown enough in, in a complete season in 2021 to take over that spot. So, you know, that's the going rate. That's the other thing is, you know, they could have just waited to see who's going to be a free agent on the market next season. And they would have, you know, had to pay the same amount of money, if not more for a guy that doesn't know the pitching staff. So the fact that you can get a field general like Elias Diaz at, provides a lot of pop at the plate and one of the best offensive seasons by a catcher the Rockies have ever had last year. So I think that was a, a nice deal by Bill Schmidt to, to spend more of the Rockies money this off season.
0: What was your favorite part about covering fall league in Arizona?
1: I, it was, it was just seeing baseball every day. It was, that was it. And second was that fact that it was 80 degrees
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask. How was the weather?
1: Fantastic. Yeah, but but it really was was seeing baseball. You know, even World Series being over, I'll watch it on television. That's fine, but to have real games going on is fantastic. Seeing some of the ballparks I hadn't been to before down in spring training, and sitting in the press box, going down on the field after the games, and and getting to know the players really well was nice too because it was very relaxed. There wasn't a lot of press down there, so you know, getting to spend time with Tolia and uh, Reagan Todd, this kid who played at Regis Jesuit High School and went to Colorado Mesa University. We're going to see him next year for the Rockies, uh, so long as he doesn't get taken in the Rule Five draft. He'll be another Colorado-born left-handed pitcher for the Rockies to go along with Kyle Freeland and Lucas Gilbreth.
0: That's awesome. Uh, what is a move you think the Rockies are going to make in the next few months that fans should keep an eye out for?
1: I think they're gonna add someone into the outfield mix that has at least one 30 home run season under their belt already. They've got some money that they they want to spend this offseason. They'll they'll spend even more next year, but they keep talking about needing to add some power to the outfield. And so this free agent class doesn't have a lot of huge names. I mean, most of them are shortstops and they're already letting story go. So but, but this free agent class is very deep. So there's going to be a lot of different options for them. So they'll add a big bat. Hopefully they won't have to overpay. Hopefully they won't have to give this guy too many years. But I, I think they need to do that. Jorge Soler might be the best one. He just came off of winning the World Series MVP, which is a nice little added bonus. But I think he would do well to improve the Rockies lineup for 2022.
0: Like I mentioned earlier, it hasn't been a good week for... Denver teams against Philadelphia teams, but where we all won, of course, was the DMVR Mile High Tailgate, enjoying some Sexy Pizza and some Breck Brews and just a good time being around everyone. Um, Sexy Pizza is a fantastic company. They're local. They're honestly as local as it gets. Uh, They have a bunch of different locations in Cap Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, and Park Hill. And at the DMVR Tailgate, they have a bunch of different types of pizza with cream cheese on. it gluten-free of course can't forget that and if you go into their locations you can get some vegan pizzas or you get some uh, cheeseless pizza which is obviously what I have to go for you get 12 16 or 18 inch crust plus they have a bunch of other options like wings salads pasta knots. um, Dessert options, their cinnamon pretzel knots are so freaking good. Highly recommend that. And you can try them out at the DMVR Mile High Tailgate. Or like I said, you can go to one of their four Denver locations. They're opening a new location in Trinidad, Colorado, and they're just really good, solid pizza. Definitely recommend checking them out. And with the holidays coming about, they are supporting local themselves. They're supporting organizations. If you go to www.sexypizza, dot com and check out their about page you can see a donation link to see how uh sexy pizza can support your cause and it's just a really great company so go get some good pizza drink some breck brews at the dmvr tailgate or at the dmvr bar and support local of course all right next question i have is how do you rank illegal pizza among other chipotle like uh restaurants What do you guys think? I think Illegal Pete's is up there. I really like Illegal Pete's. I, I, I when I choose between Illegal Pete's and Chipotle, they're just I go to them for very different things. I feel like. How do you guys think? What do you guys think?
3: So Chipotle's queso is super, just okay, and Illegal Pete's queso is like, you have to get it every time you go there. Like, just go to get the queso because it's that good. That's where I'm at with it.
4: I. I...
0: Oh, what were you going to say, Henry?
4: Oh, I really like the green chili there. Honestly, I mean, the other places don't even have it, is the thing. Yeah. yeah. And so that alone is what, to me, separates it. Plus, everything else is really good, too. But then after that, like, Chipotle, Kidoba Qdoba has free guac. is probably better. So maybe they tie. I'm not sure.
0: Um... Or illegal Pete's also gives you a potato, like potatoes yes. as an option. I really like that um, in your burritos or in your burrito bowls. And then I also, this is a hot take from what I've learned at the DMVR bar. Um, I like that they mix everything up for you so that uh, at Chipotle, you can ask for them to do that, but it naturally um, is done at illegal pizza. So you aren't just getting a full bite of uh, guac or a full bite of rice uh, in your burrito. So I think illegal pizza ranks number one for me. Um, um, out of all of those, Quito, Bud, Chipotle, all that.
1: Same. I want to give a shout out to one of the first Chipotle-like places I ever went to, Mo's. I think it's like, what is it called? Moe's Original Southwest. Mm. I think we have some in Colorado, maybe.
0: I've never maybe
2: heard not. of them. Mo's is great. Queso is Great.
0: <laughs> Okay, next question I've got. If I could only watch one college QB for the rest of the year, who should I watch with the thinking that he'll be Denver's next starter in 2022? Henry, I'm going to have you take that one over.
4: So we talked about this on the draft podcast yesterday. I asked everybody, like, if you were saying the odds, who is the most likely pick for the Broncos? Um, and we did quarterback and not quarterback. I, the consensus was Kenny Pickett from pittsburgh he just has a lot of things going for him in this conversation like first of all he's played really really well and he hasn't turned the ball over and the numbers are good and he's been a starter for a while and he's a good pocket passer which is the mold that the broncos always go after and there's some of those other guys where it's like they could be the first quarterback they could be the sixth quarterback kenny pickett's gonna be right there sitting like probably number two or number three which is in the Broncos range feels like the Broncos kind of pick. So, so I think he's probably the most likely.
1: I like Anyone Matt Carroll. From, yeah. I like Matt Carroll from Ole Miss, but I I'm curious of what your take is on, on him, Henry and, and a kind of down year for the sec.
4: He's, he's good. He's just kind of small. He doesn't have like, a super big arm. If he can like step into a pass, then he probably can throw it hard enough, but there's nothing special there. Um, a lot of what he does is just like at the end of games, he finds ways to win, which is a really great trait to have. But if it's the reason why you're drafted in the first round, then like at some point you just want somebody who's like six foot five with a cannon for an arm who can be clinical underneath. And you're just good for the whole game. And then the other thing with is he comes from the lane Kiffin system that like basically air raid a lot of, uh, RPO type of stuff, but he's probably number two in terms of most likely to go the Broncos. He's just kind of unpredictable. He could be first or he could be sixth.
0: Well, if you want to know more about that, definitely listen to the Draft Pod because Henry, mm-hmm. Andre, Justin, a few other people all hop on there and really dive deep on uh, who the Broncos might select as well as what this um, next draft might look like. So it's a really good podcast. Highly recommend checking that out. Um, we're going to dive into some Buffs questions. I know everyone loves hearing about Hank or hearing mm-hmm. from Hank. Um, mm-hmm. These are all basketball-related, Henry. Um, okay. No football. No football to make us all sad. Uh, Buffs football plays Washington this weekend at home. Uh, it'll be an interesting one. Uh, the first question I have for you is, what are you most excited about for college basketball in general? It doesn't have to just be the Buffs.
4: I mean, I'm not like a huge college basketball guy. I basically watch the Buffs, and then if the Nuggets or Abs are on, I'm going to watch that that night. Um, other than like the Buffs, obviously, but so I don't watch like a whole lot, of just random college basketball. So mine is definitely watching CU. Um, they're they're really good and they're really young, which is a fun combination. Mm-hmm. I think what the number thirteen recruiting class in the country, the best recruiting class in the Pac twelve. They've got talent at all three levels. They've got, I mean, there's there's just so much to like. Um, yeah. And they're just fun. They're explosive. Ten of the twelve scholarship players or freshmen or sophomores, which means none of them have played like a true road game in a road environment. Um, there's just so much fun stuff like that. And you know, that it's going to be pretty ugly and it, pro- it probably is an uphill fight to get back to the tournament again this year. Um, but it's, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun and they've definitely got a great core going forward.
0: I mean, some of these players, I went to the first game at uh, CU Event Center since uh, the pandemic and well, the pandemic is, of course, still going on, but since people were allowed to be in the CU Event Center and some of these players are so like, they're such little fresh babies. They didn't even know what it felt like to have that environment, like, cheer them on, and it rallied them. It helped rally them back into a comeback where they ended up winning in overtime. And seeing their faces, like, realizing the crowd getting into it was a really, really cool thing.
4: Yeah, well, I was talking to some of the freshmen after the exhibition game against the Colorado School of Mines, and they kept saying, yeah, it really took until the third quarter to settle in. Like, that was, that was just so rowdy being out there. It's like, that was... There's going to be five times as many fans <laughs> yeah. for actual games as there were. That was 2,000 people. And, I mean, again, maybe a little bit concerning that they were that terrified of playing in front <laughs> of that crowd. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, it's just so much fun to see that and then to, to watch them in those environments. I mean, after that first win, the, after the game, so they go down to the student section, they sing the fight song. None of the players knew the words. Yeah. Evan Batty had to take him into the locker room after <laughs> the game and teach them the fight song so that they could do it the rest of the time. But there's just stuff like that. And Tab Boyle, a head coach, who's done a great job for what, this is his 12th year now, uh, he did say like about that exhibition against Mines, like, you know, to me, you're going out there, and this is a, a Division two opponent, somebody who, I mean, it's an exhibition against the School of Mines. To them, they're, they've never been through something like this before, and you just have to remember. And so I think he's having fun having such a young team, too.
0: Yeah, and they're, they're going to be ugly wins, but if you can win and learn um, like that overtime game against uh, Montana State, that is just the best way to do it. They do make little mistakes um, here or there that you're like, okay, with more experience, you'll realize. I feel like uh, the big guys, too, learning how and what they can do with their body and what the refs are going to call, um, those are all things that you learn while game is happening you can't learn that stuff in practice so the more and more experience these guys get it is cool to see a young buffs team um and really get to know these players from being freshmen and sophomores and then um getting a chance to see them grow the next question is what are a few game? we are a few games into these this buff season who has stood out the most to you
4: uh gotta be Keyshawn Bartholomew. um he's <laughs> part of so i guess like basketball players from canada especially like Eastern Canada, they all stick together. And so like, you've got some in the NBA, like Lugens Dort or whatever his name is, was like tweeting about Keyshawn. It's like the, was I anywhere close to that? You got it. Yeah. Good job. No way. That's his first name. Okay. Uh, But yeah, like Jamal, so so you have this group and it's been a lot of fun seeing him kind of step up in those circles um, and get attention. But he's averaging over 20 points a game. He's five of seven uh, from three to start the season, uh, shooting crazy efficiently from the field had one game where the turnovers were a bit much, but, but so far, I mean, you, you talk about replacing McKinley, Wright, Who's one of the three best players to ever come through this program. Who's now tearing up the G league for Minnesota. Um, You're not going to be able to have that true floor general type of guy. So having somebody who's putting up 20 points a night efficiently is a a pretty nice compromise at that spot.
0: How do you think, the Paradise Jam will go for the Buffs. The Rams obviously won their game this morning. How do you think that it will pan out for both teams, both Colorado teams?
4: Um Colorado State, that game was ugly. I I think they they both teams had like 10 points through 10 minutes. 20 points through 20 minutes. And Colorado State has Creighton next, who just they just wrapped up, but they just lit up Brown. I think they had 28 points in the first 10 minutes, something like that. And, and you know, Colorado State, they've got the talent, they're lacking some size, which could be some problem or could be a problem against Creighton. Um, I initially had Colorado State winning that one. I'm flipping my bet, I'm taking Creighton just because they're they look so much better today. But then Colorado, luckily, they've got Southern Illinois, and then they have the winner of uh Northeastern and Duquesne. So that should be kind of a cakewalk into the final at Paradise Jam against, or I guess definitely now, either CSU or Creighton.
0: And you guys are doing shows for tonight. For Sunday and for Monday's games. So definitely check out our college beats as mm-hmm. they go live at eight o'clock um, every day that there's a game to talk about what's going on. Um, okay, the last question is What's your favorite Colorado only produce? Example of that would be Palisade peaches. Rudeau, you go first.
3: Uh, pro- Does it have to be like vegetables?
0: Uh, I'm going to say it could be anything because only produce makes it a little hard.
3: All right. Left off of our burger list, Good Times. Uh, I absolutely love Good Times. I think their burgers are amazing. (laughs) They were started right here in Colorado.
0: Yeah. Good times. I is love a that's classic. your
4: answer to favorite Colorado produce. That's why I have to, <laughs> to it, it gets a good time.
2: I mean, I was going to say solace meds, but we're not with them anymore.
4: <laughs> <so>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, we could go that route. We could go Brews. We could go. Uh, yeah. There were like two examples. Pizza.
4: There were like two examples of produce, and I never tried either of them. And so I've I only corn. corn.
3: You've the never peaches. had Palisade peaches. Yeah. You the hype is real
0: the peaches really are good. so good and there was, like
4: a, there was a piece of paper that was like taped to uh, a stop sign a couple blocks over it's like we're selling palisade peaches like huh, wonder oh wonder what yeah, those the, are the best All- ones
3: are on the corners or okay. just off the street that's how you get them and they're I'll so have to good. check
4: those out
0: yeah henry next time you just got to go buy a bunch and then bring them to the bar for us wow
4: okay. <laughs> this is turning into a big deal what what is peach season
0: when is it? That is a question I do not know the answer to.
1: When people are
3: selling peaches on the side of the road. <laughs> late. I
1: gonna say late summer. It's probably late summer, okay. Okay. guessing. Yeah, Olaf's sweet corn is very good,
0: too. a big corn guy. Uh, at the DMVR bar, you can get a Palisade peach mule. And I'm not a big whiskey drinker, but the Palisade peach mules are so good. Every time – Every Friday night or Saturday night, I'll order one and people will be like, what are you drinking? And then they order it and they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, I know, you just got to trust me. Definitely recommend getting that at the DMVR bar. The DMVR bar is going to be popping this weekend. Today, we've got abs and nuggets. Tomorrow, we've got uh, the Buffs and the Rams. Rams play Hawaii, though. That's a late night game. Um... Sunday, we don't have uh, Broncos because they are on a bye week, but we will have basketball. And the fact that the uh, Portland and Minnesota and MLS are playing against each other to then decide who the Rapids play on Thanksgiving, that'll be an interesting game to keep an eye on, and we'll be playing that at the DMVR bar, uh, of course, all other NFL Sunday. Football games, so definitely check it out. It's going to be a fun weekend. You'll see a lot of the DMVR crew there all weekends long, and yeah.
1: Rocky Ford Ooh. cantaloupes. Did you just Google Colorado produce? <laughs> right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no wow. oh, no
1: that's no. called preparing it's called preparation my friend. that's the type
0: of insight you I'm get on DMVR though. rockies is preparation so be sure to follow them <laughs> be sure to follow all of our post game content on thedmvr.com. we obviously go live pre-game post game we do watch alongs we do daily shows on our youtube channel and all of our social media platforms so check that all out and we will see you guys next week have a great weekend everyone